Well, hi, Mila. Hi, Ashton. You have no idea how amazing it is of <laughs> for you guys to do my podcast. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, I just want to start by saying, you know, you're home, you're with your kids. Uh, let's just talk family right now. H how's your family? How's it? How is it being home with the kids right now? Great. They have an iPad and pretzels. So you got about 20 <laughs> minutes. To They're doing, doing learning probes on iPads and mowing yeah. out some pretzels. So. so I hear you guys are homeschooling. Like, what is that like? How are you handling that one? I like me some teaching. We, yeah. we, 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 we set up like a curriculum for the week. Um, and we, we plan it out and figure out what the kids are going to learn like throughout the week. And so we've done like various weeks. We did a week on the first week was like, uh, well, we piggybacked energy some... and electricity. Oh yeah. And then we did like, um, how to build architecture. things, architecture and building. Oh, but wait, the one thing that we did do that I feel like is a good hack is we, um, enlisted our friends to do like 20 minute zoom sessions with our kids be like teach our kids anything and it could be anything from like making flower arrangements to architecture to like anything and so that gives us 20 minutes of not parenting and also allows our kids to have another type of interaction from and it works really well with people who are like single and they're at home yeah. they're alone they, they don't, don't have, have anything to do anything yeah. they don't have kids that they're chasing around all day so they've got a free 20 minutes 30 minutes and they and like the kids just engage in them and so we did like one architecture lesson. We did one energy, energy recyclable lesson. energy. Cookies. We baked sustainability. cookies. We baked cookies for one. Yeah. But we we piggyback off of our kids' yeah. curriculum. I don't want to take away. Their schools are amazing at, at helping piggyback. This week we're doing uh, the human body. So we're going to learn about the skeletal system, the digestive system. The kid, so we have the kids ask questions at, at the beginning of the week. And then throughout the week, we have to get the answers to the so questions. The, one of them is how long does it take to get poop out? That's an important question. Yeah, from the point that you eat the food, how long does it take to make poop? I have no clue. Guys, we all have Google. <laughs> uh, congrats on the quarantine wine idea. I, I can imagine where that came from. Uh, me as a parent, I know once you have kids, you just seem to be home and, and drinking uh, tons of wine, as my wife are doing right now. So congrats on the new idea. Well, it was, it's twofold. Let me say, I married a person who's brilliant and smart and, you know, can make things happen very quickly. I have, I think lots of things. I think I have brilliant ideas daily, Jimmy. I, I think I have the most greatest ideas. Once in the blue moon, they stick. This all happened out of um, having like Zoom dates or FaceTime dates with our friends. Um, yeah. We'd have like dinner or drinks or whatever. And I realized that the, not to like encourage drinking, but the one thing that we can all gather around is like food and like entertainment or like having a glass of wine and just relaxing. And, um, and then I also realized a lot of our friends reached out to us and were like, hey, where can we donate to you to help? And he was working with Flexport at that point and we were trying to figure out like how to navigate our friends to help them donate. And I realized how good I selfishly felt when I was able to donate. And so in a weird way, I just combined both my favorite things, drinking and donating. And, um, <laughs> and that was literally, that was it. And I was like, well, what if we create like a wine and we have amazing friends at Knocking Point that did this very quickly that are, you know, uh, brilliant at what they do. And, um, and it's all 100% those profits go to charities. We don't want money. It wasn't about that. It was just about allowing people to have a way to feel good about themselves, donate their $50 and get something in return, have fun with it, enjoy it, host it, and know that your money went somewhere um, useful. 
Uh, I love the idea of having the blank label on the bottle. That's an amazing idea. So you could just write whatever you want on there. Uh, do you have a bottle you could show us? Yeah, we started out with the idea was like, can we do like just like the simplest thing, right? Because it's like we've seen a bunch of like people that are well-known or celebrities that are like, feel like they're like celebrating during this time. We're like, uh, hold on. Th this isn't like a celebration <laughs> time. This is like a let's buckle down and figure out how to do things. So we're like, the best thing is to just to do like a blank label. But then the idea is it says toasting two on here and, and then quarantine wine, which is the name. And then you can pick like whoever you want to toast to. So like if you, you know, like we are appreciating like right teachers. now it's teachers appreciation week. So yeah. we can toast to teachers and we can do, and you can just make your own toast too. And then post it on social media with hashtag quarantine wine. I say this not having had social media, but I hear it's very important to do. And so you should do hashtag quarantine wine. It's also amazing how you got this idea going so fast. Yeah. I would say that so, as smart as we are, friends are much smarter. Yeah, we have, we have friends. We were actually thinking about doing a wine and our friends at Knocking Point like do this and turn things around really quick. And we called them up and said, hey, if we did a quarantine wine, how quickly can we have it out? And within three weeks, they got we, a we had moved. a label approved. We had trademark. We had samples. We but I will also figured say out what's going in the bottle, and they when, were ready to ship. When people found out what it was for, when they found out it was all 100% for charity, nonprofit, it, people got very quickly to, to help out and make sure that everything was moved up the ladder quicker because it was you know, a little bit more time sensitive. So yeah. I would say the community as a whole, people were really generous with their time. Uh, could, you, could you tell us? Geez, I'm gonna lost for words here. Uh, could you tell us about what charities it's going to? We talked about this at length, and we I think looked at maybe 12 charities, and then we narrowed it down from to make sure. First of all, it had to be national. We didn't want to make it local for us because it felt like it was too small. So we did local. Uh, we did national, and then we wanted to um, check off certain quadrants, which were like helping people that have lost jobs, helping children get food, helping families. Like, so they were all quadrant filled. So we ended up doing. The first thing that we were working on, we were, uh, we, I've been working a lot with Flexport on trying to figure out the PPE issue, right? So, um, and and one of the things that was interesting is there was a bind between like hospitals, like and and the suppliers, where hospitals didn't couldn't front the money for supply before it got here, and so they almost needed like an in between fund to basically buy the the, the actual PPE, and Flexport had all the pipes to actually get it delivered to everywhere that it needed to get delivered. So we'd already been working with them so that we selected them. We selected the America Food Fund, which is a combination of Feeding America and the World uh, Food Kitchen. Give directly. And, Give directly also, which I don't know if you know about, but that just literally physically gives money directly to people who need it. And then Direct Relief, which is just a, an, another PPE fund. So we pulled a bunch of our friends and said, hey, what, which are the best ones? And then we went from there and then bedded them and, and shorted it down. And make sure that the overhead was small because the security, as great as they are, do have a higher overhead than others. And at a time like this, you want to make sure that most of the money goes to where it needs to go. So how did you come up with the idea of a quarantine wine? The funny thing about this quarantine wine thing is like we when we first started it, we were just like, all right, we'll see if we can raise like yes. a little bit of money and see how we, it does. Okay, so just to give you an example, we you have to kind of do an allotment of cases. You have to pre-order <laughs> juice. Is it? So we were like, let's just like play it safe. We don't, who knows? Maybe people will, right, like we bought 2,000 cases, okay, initially. And we did this one like video that we put out on social media 
And that's it. And, and then and in eight, eight hours, we sold out 2000 cases. So, so we, we were shocked. We, we just want to be very clear. <laughs> it's like it blew our minds. And then we quickly started. We had to procure more yeah. wine. So we have more we wine. Did, so feel did. free to order. And so now we've, all, we've raised like a million dollars. and A million dollars. Wow. That's that's incredible. And people have been incredible. And I, I, like, I want people to keep giving and knowing that it's going to the right places and feel good about it. And, you know, and, and toast to yourselves for trying something and be. You, you guys have been my biggest guests ever. So thanks so much for doing the podcast. And you guys are huge pretenders. Uh, two contenders. You, uh, I love both of you guys, and 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 again, thanks so much for doing my podcast. All right.